And welcome back to another edition of Champs Corner featuring Mark Jennings. I'm your host, Drew Champlin. It's been a dreary past couple weeks for the Birmingham Iron, but we do have Mark Jennings on to talk about that and to answer some listener questions. Please subscribe to the Champs Corner podcast on iTunes, Apple, Google Podcasts, pretty much any podcasting app. Just search for that. Share with your friends. That's our best way of passing along the information. But our Birmingham Iron lose 31-14 to to the Orlando Apollos at home at Legion Field. Mark Jennings, I know you had a chance to catch up with Steve Spurrier and some of your other guys, but how are you handling this uh, uh, this two-game losing streak? Well, we're well, first off, Drew, thank you for having me on. But we're real disappointed, of course. You know, the locker room's down again this week. But, but frankly, I think I, I was a little more proud of the way we played today, the way we approached the game. Uh, you know, we got down early, made a change at quarterback. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, but I'm proud of the way we fought today. We kept chopping wood. Last week, I thought we didn't show up for three three quarters of the game. But I was impressed by the way we fought this week. The score didn't look that great, but I thought the, the game was a lot closer than the score indicated. We were going up against a real good team today, maybe the best team in the league. So uh, we're going to keep going at it and keep chopping wood, keep getting better, and we look forward to, to going on the road next week in front of some and uh, seeing a, all the Iron fans that travel all the way to San Diego and, and really put on a performance they can be proud of next week, Drew. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we are halfway through the regular season. The Iron with four of the first five at home, so that means four of the last five on the road starting at San Diego. Also got some road matches at Arizona, Memphis, and Orlando. Um, it's going to be road tough. what, Drew? What's a road match? Oh, What sure. is that? I don't know what that is. Is that some kind of newfangled uh, terminology the sports writers are using? I think I've been watching too much soccer, Mark. Sorry about that. All right, go ahead, Drew. Yeah, uh, so so some road games at uh, at, at the, the teams I just mentioned that now I'm drawing a blank on. But uh, uh, Orlando's five and zero in the East. Birmingham three and two. Atlanta two and three. Memphis one and four. Um, going down the, the you know the uh, I think it's the top two teams from the division make the playoffs. Uh, how does the ownership team feel about you guys being able to get one of those top two spots? Well, we like where we're going so far, Drew. And I had to mention this earlier, but I want to mention it now. You know, I don't want to thank all the fans come out. 67,000 announced attendance today. We had some problems with the weather. The weatherman gave some bad forecasts, so that turned a lot of people away. Uh, but we had a fantastic time. Thank you again for the greatest fans of the Alliance. But now we hit that road stretch that we're talking about. Uh, we're going to got to go on the road for four out of five games. I'm looking forward to seeing all the Iron fans that travel all across the country to see us play. Uh, but, uh, yeah, only one home game left is in a couple of weeks. Go ahead and get your tickets. We're really focused on San Diego coming up. Uh, frankly, it, you know, I talked about it, how we improved this week. I thought practice was a lot better this week. Guys really showed up this week coming ready to play. And I didn't see that last week in the in the, the San Antonio week. And, frankly, that's why I bet against us last week. And I, I took the, the seven points, and I made a lot of money that way. But we looked pretty good. Keith Price came in after Luis Perez threw a pick six. Uh, I thought Keith Price really had a fantastic game this week. What I'm really impressed by him is his ability to read the defense and move around the pocket and make play, and that's something I thought we were really liking with Luis Perez. Uh, you know, the way the Lions is, those poor offensive lines, you, had, you had need a guy who can really roll out of the pocket. 
and make a play. Excuse me, Drew. And really make a play. And that's not something that Luis Perez really brings to the table. It's not really in his arsenal. But that's good for Keith Price. So he came in, really put on a show. And uh, he's going to be our quarterback going forward. We're going to give him the start next week at San Diego. And and uh, I thought he played really well, got within six points. Now, I'm, I'm rambling, Drew. I'm sorry. I've gone on too long, Drew. Uh, but, yeah, that's about it for the game today. Yeah, I was going to ask you as we talk more about Keith Price. Um, but but first off, you mentioned winning a lot of money on the San Antonio game last week. You weren't expecting a loss, though, were you? Oh, no. I always expect the Iron to take the field to win, basically just because uh, of, the, of the talented squad that I put together. Uh, I was thinking maybe a five-point, six-point win, a real low scoring, maybe 10-5 to five or 11-6 to six or something. Uh, but I wasn't expecting us to lose, but you know, we don't show up and you kind of, you're flat footed for three quarters of the game and yeah, it's a professional football, man. You can't just snap your fingers and expect to come out and, and grab a win. And that's the lesson that we learned last week, but I won a lot of money on it and that's fine. And I look forward to, to spending that money this week's in, uh, in Tawana and San Diego. All right. Did, um, uh, did you bet on the, uh, the, this, this most recent game? I can't imagine Birmingham being a favorite in that one. No, Drew. We were underdogs, and I didn't. Uh, I, I didn't bet on the game this week. Uh, I, I talked to Coach Spurrier before the game. He gave us some inside info, and uh, and it was it was about. I wasn't expecting to be. I, I thought Orlando would win. I didn't think they win by too much. Uh, and again, the score is a lot closer to indicate. It was twenty to fourteen at one point, and we were moving the ball pretty good. But uh, I did not bet on uh against the iron this week i have to wait and see if the lines come out next week to see what i'm gonna put uh where i'm gonna put my uh my wagers all right yeah keith price a, a, big, a big game for him 19 to 30 for 259 through a 30 yard touchdown pass to brandon ross in the third quarter the first passing touchdown for the iron this season that's been mostly trip richardson and short yardage um Keith Price, though, and you did mention, you know, I saw where the media asked Coach Lewis after the game if Keith Price would be the starter. When did when did you guys decide that he's going to be the starter going forward? Uh, we decided that at the end of the game. I had a conversation with Coach Lewis and the offensive staff in the locker room. I think we all decided it was uh, in the team's best interest to go with Keith Price uh, the rest of the season. So uh, I'm not sure what Coach Lewis said in the press conference or what he announced, but uh, I know that Keith Price is going to be our quarterback going forward. He's going to start next week in San Diego. All right. Now you look at the Birmingham Iron in the AAF draft, and uh, Keith Price was not one of the four quarterbacks picked. In fact, I believe he wasn't even picked at all in this uh, in the Alliance quarterback draft. You know, you went with Luis Perez in the first round, then Blake Sims in round two. I think Scott Tolzien in round three, and he since uh, quote unquote retired in training camp. And then I'm not even I can't even remember who you picked in round four. Um, but uh, how did uh, you know Keith Price out of Washington play for the Huskies of the Pac-12? How, how did you guys get him to Birmingham? Because it seems like he's going to be a pretty good pickup as we go into the final half of the season. Well, you know, I'm always high on Keith Price throughout the entire draft, and frankly, he's one of my uh, first picks for quarterbacks taken. Uh, honestly, I wanted to draft Garrett Gilbert instead of Luis Perez in the first round. Uh, but the mayor wanted a minority uh, to start for the team. In the second round, same thing. I wanted to draft Logan Woodside, but the mayor wanted Blake Sims. The mayor really forced our hands on these picks. So 
but I was always high on Keith Price. I was really looking forward to seeing him. I was hoping we could draft him, but turned out that that, that didn't turn out that way. But uh, we've been staying in touch with him, keeping in contact, and letting him know what uh, what we were looking for uh, out of him as a possible player for the Iron. And it just worked out over the past few weeks. He's come on, been a really important member of our team. He looks like he's going to be our starting quarterback going forward. Looking forward to that. Now, you mentioned last week the Birmingham Iron at San Diego Fleet on Sunday night, 7 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. San Diego time, and it's going to be televised on the NFL Network, and you are going to that. Now, tell you mentioned a travel package last week, and I know it was short notice, and uh, anybody who bought the travel package has to leave, I believe, tomorrow, which is Monday as we record this on Sunday night. How did... Uh, how much reaction did you get to that uh, to that travel package, and how many Iron fans are you expecting to make the trip? We had more reaction to the travel package than maybe anything we've ever talked about in this podcast for less than 12 hours uh, by the time the podcast was released. We were already sold out of all of our special Iron ticket packages for to take the train to San Diego. So uh, I, I've been talking to travel agents to get some estimates how many people are going to be there from the Iron I know 3,000 are taking the train. We expect to have about another 20,000 uh, flying over there to San Diego uh, to see the Iron. So we expect a pretty big Birmingham Iron crowd in San Diego. So everybody that's going to San Diego, if you remember a couple weeks ago, we had a team send-off at the Atlanta, uh, I believe it was a Drury Hotel. Thank you again, Drury, for your hospitality. We had a big send-off over there a few weeks ago. We're going to have the same thing. The team, as we know, this week is staying at the Tawana Marriott in Tawana, Mexico. Uh, the send-off is going to be at 1 p.m. Mexico time. So if you want to see the team off and wish them good luck as we go off and and uh, hope we defeat the fleet, you can come see us at the Tawana Marriott at 1 p.m., Drew. All right. Yeah, uh, so when do you plan on ha- heading out to Tawana, Mark? Well, I'm planning on leaving on uh, on <clears throat> excuse me. I'm planning on leaving out there mid middle of this week. I'm going to talk with Mr. Dundon, a new investor uh, investor in the Alliance, about a minor league system in Mexico that we're uh, planning on announcing coming up in the next few years or next next few months. Excuse me. Tijuana is one of the cities that's expressed interest in having a minor league AAF team. So I'm going to go out, with Mr. Dundon, and tour the area and see where a good possible place is for a stadium and. And and maybe a good place to have team headquarters and see if they have adequate practice facilities and all that good stuff. So I'm gonna head out there later this uh, I believe on Wednesday uh, and spend a couple of days in Tijuana with Mr. Dundon. All right. Now the team staying in Tijuana. How is that going to? Uh, are you are you excited about the fact that you're not going to be from all the lights in San Diego? It seems like there'd be a lot of distractions in San Diego that Tijuana wouldn't have. Yeah, you know, Tawana, is, is, it's a very quiet town, not a lot of stuff going on, so our players get to go home and, and really settle in the hotel rooms, get a good night's sleep, focus on the game plan, uh, really focus on the game the next day and what they have to do to have a successful game. And, and we think it's a better idea than putting them up in San Diego where uh, they're going to be distracted by the, all the goings-on of a, a, a California city. Uh, and so we're just trying to do what's best for them and keep them away from the spotlight and keep them out of trouble. And, and that's really why we're staying there in, in Tawana. All right. Now, um, I, I know you get a lot of calls over at the, uh, over at the iron office, people asking for you, if they have any questions on, you know, what to do in Tawana, maybe any travel tips or, or, you know, uh, customs or passport, uh, 
tips. Uh, how can they reach you at the Iron Office? Yeah, absolutely, Drew. And I apologize for not getting this number out earlier in the podcast. You know, I spent, uh, it, was, it was a Tuesday this week. It seems like I spent all day Tuesday talking to fans on the phone. And it was just fantastic hearing how excited they are about the Iron and 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 the direction the team's going and and so many of them will be out there and look forward to meeting all of you in in Tawana this week but if you want to reach out and find me at the iron offices you the, the phone number is area code 205-847-1616 that's 205-847-1616 so you can find me there if I'm not in the office every day so I'm not there just leave a message I'll get back to you as quickly as possible and and I look forward to talking. I'm meeting all our fans. It's such a fantastic experience when I get to meet all the huge diehard fans of the Birmingham Iron. And I look forward to meeting so many of you out there in California this week. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be fun to watch uh, the Iron play. And I hope you guys have no travel issues going over to Mexico. Are you worried about that? Does everybody have their passport? Were you able to get some ex- expedited for those who may not have had them yet? We, we have. We, uh, we have a special deal with the State Department uh, to expedite uh, passports. So people that didn't have passports, you know, people who, uh, it's been, including those who associate with the franchise who aren't necessarily American citizens, we were able to make sure that they were able to get in and out of the country legally uh, so they can fully uh, for they can stay with the team and, and fully experience the same uh, the same amenities that everyone else does. Understand that's such a great franchise you guys have there, Mark. Let's uh, kind of a shorter podcast. Not much going on in the world of Alabama recruiting this week. Uh, really don't want to talk about basketball. Alabama keeps losing, lost to Auburn and lost to LSU, Auburn, and then Arkansas this week. So not just not much to talk about there. Baseball is doing really well, 15-2, and two, uh, another a season, a series sweep in Northern Kentucky. We do have a baseball question we'll get to in just a little bit. But we're going to take some listener questions here. Mark, tell everybody how they can find you on email or Twitter. Well, you know, I love hearing from you guys, and, and you guys ask some fantastic questions. If you want to find me on email – my email address is markbreaksdownfilm at AOL.com. That's one word, markbreaksdownfilm at AOL.com. Or you can find me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at markjennings55. Uh, you can find me there at Twitter, at markjennings55. Or you can find me on email. Either one of those is good. I look forward to hearing from you guys and looking forward to answering your questions tonight. All right. We hear from Cameron Luke Ratliff, and we're still going to talk Birmingham Iron here. We're still going to talk some Birmingham Iron. Uh... And he says, Mark, for no reason at all, I was blocked by the AAF Iron. That's the Twitter handle, the Birmingham Iron Twitter account. How did this happen, and what measures do I need to take to get unblocked by the Iron? Thanks for being the best in the business. And uh, let me let me interject here a little bit. And, and Mark, uh, I myself have been blocked by the Birmingham Iron Twitter account, and uh, not just my personal account, but my work Twitter account. It's a for I basically just tweet out links uh, from a pump magazine, and the Birmingham Iron social media coordinator or intern, you, you may, you're going to have to answer this for me, Mark. But they have sought that out and, and blocked me from viewing what's going on in the Birmingham Iron. Now, I don't really, you know, I can watch you guys on TV and I just text you for inside information. And, and I'm more worried about Cameron here. I'm not worried about myself at all. But uh, what can Cameron Luke Ratliff do to, uh, to, to, to get unblocked by the Birmingham Iron? Well, first off, Cameron, thank you for your question. I'm extremely sorry to hear about your 
the unfortunate experience you've had interacting with at AAF Iron. Uh, so, you know, we've had some problems in the social media department. We have one or two rogue employees, one really, and she knows who she is. And, and, and I've had a talk with her before about what she does on social media and how she limits access. And I'm going to be having a conversation with her uh, first thing on Monday morning. So, Cameron, don't you worry. Uh, I'll be having a conversation with people on social media, and I'm going to take care of that for you as soon as I can. All right. I appreciate that, Mark. It seems like they're blocking lots of people these days. But, um, you know, uh, Paul Pedram asks, Mark, I would like to know your impressions of the Alabama baseball team and the strong start under the leadership of your good friend, Coach Brad Bohannon. Well, I can't say I'm very surprised by the start. I knew that uh, Alabama's going to be significantly improved this year. Coach Bohannon, my good friend, is too good of a coach for that not to happen. But I don't know how much you can really take from the 15-2 and record. I mean, the record's good, but uh, not a lot of real dominant teams that they're playing. I think we're going to find out a whole lot about this team coming up this weekend. Uh, when they play Ole Miss, I believe. So uh, we're going to find out then. We, You know, I believe it's the toughest schedule in the conference. Uh, you know, I believe there, there are 10 teams, the top SEC teams, the top 25 or something. I think Alabama plays all of them. So we're going to see how the season goes, but I'm, I'm not surprised at all by the type of success they're having early on this year. Yeah, I've watched a lot of Alabama baseball games, and it seems like uh, they're – <clears throat> yeah, they're hitting the ball a lot better. They're just doing everything a lot better. They did bring in some new players, obviously, but Coach Bohanna is recruiting at a high level, and I think you'll start to see them over the next couple of years get really good. But you do wish they could play Missouri, Kentucky, and Tennessee in this year's SEC baseball schedule. Um, we hear from TD on Twitter at Mark Jennings55. Mark, you mentioned a couple of excellent candidates in Coach Tim Floyd and Coach Matt Doherty in the last podcast. But I wanted to get your thoughts on your good friend Bucky McMillan, the head coach at Mountain Brook, three-time back-to-back-to-back 7A state champion winners, and whether he would be considered a candidate if Alabama were to move on from Avery Johnson after the year. Well, first off, to answer your your, your hypothetical question, I don't think Alabama is going to move on from Avery Johnson after this year. Alabama, I'm pretty sure, is not going to make the NCAA tournament this year. Uh, but I don't see Alabama getting rid of Avery Johnson one year after they made the SE, in the NCAA tournament and being a bubble team this year. If they had gone four and twenty six or something, maybe I could see that happen. But I don't see that happening this year. Uh, he wanted to get my thoughts on who on Bucky McMillan out of Mountain Brook High School to be the head coach at where the University of Alabama. Okay, so the the question is: Is this is this a popular opinion that people have, Drew? Uh, I, I, it seems to be uh, a vocal minority, I think. I think it's the best way to describe it. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I guess my question is, if if we're hiring based on high school coach success, why, why do we only want to hire someone who's won three championships in a row? Why don't we hire someone who's won, say, four championships in a row? I mean, there's a, there's a girls coach in Missouri that's won 116 games in a row. Should Alabama just hire him? Do you think that would be a good idea? I don't think it would go over very well, Mark. I think that's a pretty silly idea. I mean, Drew, do you who what you you're you're a basketball coach yourself, are you not? Uh, yeah, the, not this year, but last year my team went undefeated. Yeah, I mean, they, all, they just hire you. I mean, you went undefeated. You won the championship, right? That's a, Why, that's a, have you put your name in the mix? 
You, you know I haven't, but I didn't You should have a think very about it, apparently. I don't think it's very good decision. You know, a lot of people are trying to compare it to Penny, uh, my, my good friend Anthony Hardaway. Yeah, I called him Penny because you know him as Penny. Taking over the Memphis. The Memphis has had some success this year, and he came from high school. But when when Anthony Hardaway walks into any high school, uh, the living room, any high school player in the country, they all know who Anthony Hardaway, Hardaway is. I have a hard time doubting that. Uh, they know who Coach McMillan is. So uh, there's some other things to that. I'm pretty sure Coach McMillan doesn't have a degree, and I think that that would be a, a limiting factor in him moving on to the college level. But uh, maybe one day, I just don't think it would be a good idea for Alabama to hire someone who uh, came directly out of high school basketball and, and doesn't have any, any experience at all at the college level. So, uh, yeah, I, that's why I say we stick with my good friend Coach Floyd and Coach Doherty. I think they're the best candidates for – for Alabama uh, if they decide to move forward. But, again, I don't think they're going to. All right. And that ties into a question that Thomas Jones direct messaged you about. He asked, if you think who who do you think would be the next basketball coach at Alabama, uh, big name or up and coming, for example, Jeff Capel or Steve Prom for Ohio State? Are any of those two names uh, on your radar there? Well, I mean, those names like that are always be banded about. But Alabama has a has a head coach right now, and I expect them to have the same head coach next year. So, uh, I've given my suggestions on who that if they were to move on, who they should be. But who's going to be the next basketball coach right now? I, I you know, that's asked me again in a year when Alabama might be moving on if Alabama doesn't improve significantly. So that's a better question for a year from now. All right, Drew Smalley asks. Mark, uh, he says, between Alabama football, basketball, and the iron, I'm super depressed right now. I know you've gone through hard times before with your wife leaving you for a time frame. Uh, Can you tell me how you handle tough situations and how it can preserve through this difficult season of life? Well, I'm sorry to hear that you're going through that, Drew. And and, uh, let me tell you, I appreciate you telling me that. And what I'm going to do for you today is something I don't do a whole lot. Maybe I should do right more. And uh, Drew, I'm going to put you on my prayer list right now, and I'm going to when I go to bed tonight, I'm going to lift you up in prayer. And 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 frankly, I, I don't know how well it's going to work for you, but I hope it does. And and I just think you need to spend a lot of time in prayer, have a little confidence in yourself, and things get better. I know you think the the it's the end of the world uh, because the iron aren't playing well, uh, and and you think that you know how could you live uh, like this with the iron not doing well? I mean, you've never lived a season. Uh, I never had two losses a season before until this one. I know you think that it's something you're never going to get over, but I'm going to pray for you, Drew, and you keep getting up and you keep chopping wood every day, and your life's going to get a lot better uh, in the near future. I promise you that. All right. Uh, we hear Edward Dennis at Mark Jennings 55. Serious question with all the discord happening with the mayor, have you ever considered running for office? Well, I've been approached many times about entering uh, public office. Uh, due to the impact I made in the community and and my the recognition my name recognition in the state I've I've uh, been approached many times about running for statewide office but uh, frankly I love breaking down film Drew it's the fa- my favorite thing to do and I can't imagine if I was in public office how to have as much time to break down film and and so I don't think I'll ever do that maybe one day I'll run for you know city council or something if I get mad about how uh, uh, mad about you know, something going on in my city I think I can fix. But I, honestly, I appreciate the endorsement, Mr. Dennis, but I, I just don't think that that's going to be in my, in my near future. 
All right. Uh, Nordy is here to close off the podcast. Uh, He's got a few questions here. Mark, first off, how is Mrs. Jennings doing? She's doing real well. She's, uh, she's, she's, uh, you know, she one time uh, recently when she had some grief, uh, you know, I, I just think at a certain point a few years ago, uh, my, you know, she left me, uh, for Travis, who was really into CrossFit, traveled around the country doing CrossFit competitions. But unfortunately, uh, during one of these CrossFit competitions, Travis suffered a major, uh, a major injury and he was paralyzed from the neck down. So, uh, we were taking him, taking care of him for a while, uh, but unfortunately he passed away, and now she's moved on, and uh, she's back with me now. Uh, we're sleeping in the same room, and we're still in separate beds, but we sleep in the same room, and and uh, she's doing real well, uh, Nordy. Thank you so much for your question. All right, uh, and I know you have, I believe, three kids, two adult daughters, and, and little Marcus Jr. Any plans to have another kid? Uh, that's not something that we've discussed recently, but you know, you never rule anything out. So, uh, I don't want to, uh, uh, you know, I'm certainly not going to have this conversation in front of a podcast with the, however many listeners we have, I think it's about 800,000 listeners or whatever we had last week. So yeah. I'm certainly not going to discuss that over the podcast. I'm going to ask that, uh, have talked about that with my wife first. Okay. And uh, speaking of your wife, Mrs. Jennings, if you ever feel comfortable, would love to hear the story of how you won Mrs. Jennings over. Well, I got her pregnant, Drew. That was really the main thing I did. You know, I found this woman. We had gone a couple of times and wanted to spend the rest of my life with her. So uh, I needed to lock that down. So I got her pregnant. Any of you young guys out there, uh, any guys in high school, you got a girlfriend you love and you're worried you're about going to leave her, just go ahead and get her pregnant is what I say. Uh, and you'll stay with her forever and and, and, you know, you'll have your ups and downs, but, uh, that's something that you should do. So, uh, that's, that's really how I got Mr. Jennings to fall in love with me, Drew. All right. That's a great way to end this podcast. Uh, really want to thank all the listener questions we had and Mark, I really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing what's going on with the Birmingham iron. Now, I guess I should have asked you earlier, are you guys planning on making any roster changes or anything like that? Or uh, any I, I have been informed by management that I cannot discuss any future roster changes, uh, outside of, of management or in, in, in a media presence through, I can't, I, I get fined big time if I do that. So unfortunately I can't, uh, I can't discuss that question in detail. Ask me off the air and I'll let you know everything you want to know. Okay, well, we'll just check the transactions list. Uh, but, yeah, when you guys go to Tijuana, uh, make sure you remember your passport, and I hope you guys uh, stay safe and drink purified water down there. Absolutely, Drew. We're already planning. Uh, we're, we got our, our barrels of water that we're going to plan on shipping there, and we're going to have a great old time in Tijuana and San Diego. And Again, I look forward to meeting everybody at the game and in the hotel room next week. Uh, we're just going to have a great time, and uh, we're going to cheer the iron on to victory, Drew. i got a great feeling about this week. I can't wait to look for you on the sideline. Mark, thanks so much for joining us. Drew, thanks for having me on. I'll talk to you again soon. All right, thank you. We'll talk to you guys later. <laughs>